Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The clip, honestly, where Carlin's talking about the little leprechaun, it, it gets me every time. Every time. We're going to try to meet that bar. We're going to try to hold down the fort while Canty and Carlin are, are, are out of their particular seats for this program on their show. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. Uh, Nick Friedle is here. I'm Randy Scott. You can join the show, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And we're you know, in honor of this Kyler Murray story where he had a surprise press conference today, we're asking you, what would be in your contract? All right, with your with your boss, with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your friends, what's something that somebody would write into a contract to protect you from yourself? If you're being honest, you can call in and join the discussion. Calling us right now on the call-in line is one half of this show, Chris Canty, co-host of Canty and Carlin, joining us uh, here on ESPN Radio. Uh you want to answer that one, Canty? You want to you want to jump in and be honest and open to the people and say, listen, if 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 I'm being real, you know, maybe maybe the Cowboys could have written something into my deal that protected me from what? For me, it's it's probably taking naps, dude. I can find any any place on this ESPN campus and grab a nap. I can do it. No, no, I'm gonna tell you where the Dallas Cowboys went wrong when they tried <laughs> to feed me twice before going out on the practice field. That's a mistake. It's instant food coma. You're not going to get no work out of me. So that was one of the things that they should have written into my contract. Must practice yeah. before he eats a second time. Absolutely. I was. I don't know about you, Chris. I was, I was blown away by a surprise press conference. The intensity with which Kyler Murray felt like he had to defend himself. The video game clause that became public in his contract saying that he had to have four hours of tape study and it had to be video game and internet browsing free. And in case you missed it, in case anybody driving around missed it, Chris, just hang with us for a sec. We're going to play about 30 seconds. Here's what Kyler had to say about people questioning his work ethic. To think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not, um, not, not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost – it's disrespectful and it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost a joke. You know, um, it's, to me, I'm flattered. You know, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not, um, you know, not take it serious. It's, 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 it's disrespectful, I feel like, to my peers, to all, the, to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league. All right, so that was just part of a several minutes of this press conference where he wouldn't take questions on it, Chris. He would take, like, football questions, but not on the whole reason that he called the surprise press conference. How, the, how did the whole scene today grab you? Let me say this. If somebody wants to disrespect me while giving me a $230 million contract with $160 million guarantee, where do I sign up for that? I'll take that level of disrespect any single day. Uh-huh. Now, as far as Kyler Murray's comments go, he's disrespecting our intelligence because this clause didn't come out of nowhere. The Arizona Cardinals built this into his new contract because there was something that they had seen over the three years that he's been their starting quarterback – and quite frankly, they don't think he's putting in the requisite time and independent study that's required to have success at the highest levels in the NFL. So this clause didn't come out of nowhere. This was born from something, and that something has to be 
what the people in the building for the Cardinals have observed from Kyler Murray. So from that standpoint, I don't think Kyler Murray needs to come out and go on this monologue or this soliloquy and try to defend his sports character. The reality is that he should do whatever independent study that they're requiring that's in his contract so this no longer becomes a question. And here's the thing, guys. This will continue to be a conversation until Kyler Murray proves that he can win at the highest level and simultaneously all of his teammates acknowledging that Deuce Dude puts in the work. But for right now, Kyler Murray is probably better served saying less. We had that phrase in the lexicon for a reason. This was one of those instances where Kyler Murray needs to say less. Mm -hmm. Chris, to your point, we we can tell Kyler Murray is frustrated. How much of an impact does this and the fact that it leaked out have on his relationship moving forward with the organization? Well, I mean, he wanted to get paid, right? So ultimately, it was going to be on the Cardinals' terms. It was going to be a favorable deal because Arizona had three more years of team control when you consider the final year of his rookie deal, the fifth-year option, and a franchise tag. So Kyler Murray, he, he, he stomped, he was pouting, he was throwing a tantrum early on in the offseason saying he wanted a new contract, wanted a new contract, went as far as to scrub his social media page of anything that had the Arizona Cardinals on it. So he finally got his new contract, and built into that contract was this clause saying that we need you to study at least four hours during a work week independent of what you do at the building in the facility. I don't think it's much to ask from the organization what they're trying to get Kyler Murray to do. Quite frankly, it's something that he should be doing anyway. That is the bare minimum for a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He shouldn't feel any type of weight to the Arizona Cardinals because they gave him his money when he wanted his money. We're talking with Chris Canty, co-host of uh, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Somebody somebody said something out of, out, of, out of class, though, right? Out of school. Somebody's talking out of turn, and I don't know who stands to gain from it, but it would strike me that there is someone involved in the process that has an issue with Kyler Murray to let this get out because it doesn't make him look good. Probably doesn't make the team look good for it to get out. So I'm just I'm, I'm wondering what level of – I don't know, repair to the relationship needs to be done here because the trust has to be broken a little bit between quarterback and team right now. Well, here's what I'll say, Randy and Nick. I mean, it's not a surprise that something like this would get out because it's such a bizarre clause. And here's the other part. Hmm. Like, when you do these contracts, they have to be filed with the league office. So, I mean, it, 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 it could have came from somewhere outside of the organization. It doesn't necessarily have to come from the Arizona Cardinals camp. But one thing we do know is, Steve Kine, the general manager, he knew that this was going to be a conversation when they decided to put this clause into the contract. I think that speaks volumes about the urgency that this franchise has about making sure that Kyler Murray is doing everything in his power to realize his full potential and take the Arizona Cardinals where the contract would suggest he's capable of taking them, which is competing for a championship. Chris, on the field today, we get word from Tampa that Ryan Jensen was carted off with an injury, if he has to miss a large amount of time, how much of a setback is that to the Bucks? That's tough, uh, Nick. I, I got to tell you, man, I feel for Big Red. That was my former teammate in Baltimore. If it does end up being a significant injury to keep him out for uh, an extended period of time, I, I just I, I got to tell you, man, this is going to be tough for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to overcome. We all know that Tom Brady navigates that five yards um, in the middle of the pocket better than anybody. Um, and when you look at the turnover that the Bucks' offensive line has had in the middle of that, that offensive line, the, the guard center guard trio, I mean, think about this. 
You're talking about Ali Marpet retiring, Alex Kappa leaving in free agency. You're looking at Ryan Jensen being that mainstay, that anchor in the middle of that offensive line, and now you're talking about having three new starters in that group if Ryan Jensen can't be there at the start of the season. That's going to be tough in terms of maintaining the integrity of the pocket for Tom Brady to be able to step up and uh, get away from edge pressure. So it's a huge concern for me, um, you know, being able to make sure that they keep a clean pocket for Tom Brady. The other part about that that's understated, Ryan Jensen is a hell of a run blocker. I mean, he's got all kinds of nasty in, in the run game. He's one of the best when it comes to centers and run block win rate. And the guard center guard trio is the engine of the run game. So mm-hmm. I just I just look at this on multiple fronts being a problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to overcome. Byron Leftwich has got his work cut out for him. If Big Red is going to be out early on in the season. Yeah, you got to keep man keeping TB12 upright. The numbers are insane when he's hit less than ten what ten percent of his dropbacks. The numbers are crazy. But doing that requires that consistency. It maybe took a big hit today. Chris, we appreciate it. Thanks for uh, thanks for spending part of your afternoon with us. We're going to talk uh, we're gonna talk a different position as the NFL talk continues again. That's Chris Canty, one half of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. Zeke Elliott coming back from injury. In which NFC East running back do you have the most confidence as everybody's in the best shape of their life season continues at NFL training camp? Not quite the best shape of our lives, but it's Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, your smart speakers, however you found us. We're glad you did. Canteen Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Randy Scott. He's Nick Friedle. You might see me on, on SportsCenter AM Thursdays through uh, through Sundays alongside Gary Streisky. You might see Nick anywhere at an NBA arena. You might see him hoop streams. You might see him sideline. You might see him press box. Anywhere, dude. It, you're, where, where are you now? Are you in New York? I'm in New York, and I actually live here. <laughs> That's home. It's just crazy. I'm still adjusting to to that part of this, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride the last six <laughs> months or so, my man. You're a big you're big on cost of living. You know, like real cheap places. You know, New York. I think it was San Francisco before that. <laughs> I miss Chicago. I miss the days when I thought that was expensive too. Oh man, Chicago is more expensive than I was when I was there, but. I mean, I, I, dude, I, when I when I think of San Francisco, so the the running joke that we have in the mornings is we call it San Fran or Frisco. Yep, uh, don't do that. Oh, they hate they it out hate there. Hate it. 
I know, say, but don't say San Fran to anybody who is from San Francisco. But their hatred fuels me, though. It kind of lights me up. <laughs> I love it. Used to work with, with Jamie Sire, who was who worked out there, and I would blame her when people on Twitter are like nobody calls it that, man. But it's called the Bay, and I'm like, it's not what Jamie Sire told me. And I tag her in it and just rat her out. She hates it. Um, yeah. Shocker. Yeah, she doesn't miss me at all. 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. 888-729-3776. Saquon Barkley is back and healthy. And I love this. Part of what I love about NFL training camp is everyone is in the best shape of their lives. No one has looked better than they do right now. And that includes running backs who have underperformed the last couple of years. And two of them are in the NFC East. One of them being Zeke Elliott, who played through a PCL tear in his knee. Last season, I uh, give him a lot of credit for that, but it does also explain a real noticeable lack of explosiveness and, and production. Saquon Barkley played 13 games. If I Okay, if you heard Saquon Barkley, a year removed from the ACL tear, played 13 games, you'd be like, oh, a 1,000-yard season, right? Not even when you combine the receiving numbers. 593 rushing yards, 263 receiving yards, and that's 13 games of work. Now, he's not to be blamed for... I, listen, I don't know how much Giants football you watch, Nick, but that offensive line didn't give him a ton to work with last year. So we we frame it by asking the question, in which running back in the NFC East do you have more confidence in to look like their old self, play like their old self this season? Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley? It's got to be Zeke, Randy. We've, oh. seen him, we've seen him do it before. We, we have seen him play at a very high level. We've seen him be out there and and have that burst with consistency. I I was shocked going through the notes before our show that Saquon Barkley's entering his fifth year. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I still can't believe that. So that one is very easy to me. I would take Zeke all day. All right, give me Saquon. Give me Saquon because if we're going by if we're going by production this season, you know, like not only looking like playing like his old self, but if we're going by the numbers that we see, maybe this time next training camp and we're like wow what a break what what you know what a back to form season it was for Zeke or for say I think it's going to be Saquon because I think Dallas really likes Tony Pollard there's a lot to like there now maybe not as a bell cow you know 20 touches a game back but he's a guy who's going to eat into the production in the in the uh, in the receiving game he's somebody who's established and really carved out a role on third down and maybe that'll help Zeke in terms of keeping his legs fresh, letting him get through a 17-game regular season and into the postseason. But I just think they're going to ride Saquon till the wheels fall off. And I, I think you don't want the guy the year, like the first year back from the knee injury, you want him the year after that. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking of fantasy football guys in years past where that's been the case coming off of major, major injuries. And for Saquon, this is that year. It's not the first year back, it's the year after. And this is the one where I feel like the Giants don't have anything to lose. They're probably not going to pay him a massive running back deal because it's so prohibitive in the, in the National Football League now. So I, I think they just sort of wring the sponge until it's dry this season. If you're Saquon, this is your year to prove to everybody, Randy, that you are still capable of hitting that high level. And if not, mm. you're going down a totally different direction in your career. But if it's me having seen what's happened the last couple seasons, I just don't know how you can have that much trust in what's going on. But I am with you historically the year – after the surgery, once you get your feet back underneath you, that's usually when a lot of athletes have a lot more success coming off all that rehab. That's exactly that is exactly it. We did have uh, some interesting, you know, I believe in Zeke Elliott talk from Cowboys camp. And sometimes, you know, yeah, we joke that everybody's in the best shape of their lives. 
But sometimes it, you you almost take overwhelming praise as a warning sign. You know, like if he if Zeke really looked that good, wouldn't it be evident to all the media who are there? You know, do you need right. do you need Mike McCarthy out there saying, "Hey, we have faith in Zeke"? Well, yeah, you know, you should. So. I don't know. It's almost a warning sign if someone's out there saying, no, 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 we have faith. And it's like, yeah, nobody was questioning that. Wait, do you not have faith? And there you go. We'll talk college football here in moments. Notre Dame fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman is going to join us. Listen, we're going to get as much time with him as we can. We'll talk about the Irish. We'll talk about being independent, staying independent. And also an homage to the hangover that if you haven't seen it, this video is going viral. It's a uniform reveal from the Notre Dame football uh, Twitter account. So anything and everything on the table with Marcus Freeman. With Nick Friedle and Randy Scott in for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Back with you on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, the ESPN app. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for the guys, it's Nick Friedle. I'm Randy Scott. You can get at us on Twitter at ESPN Radio is the handle 888-729-3776. The phone number, it's 888-729-ESPN. So, Nick. Listen, I, I don't. I know where you grew up. I know where I grew up is a little bit everywhere because of the military ties, and I, I think that made me appreciate the fact that I, I could lock in on teams that were national brands. You could always find them on TV every week nationwide, and Notre Dame fits that bill, and it's great to have Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman with us on Canty and Carlin and on, on ESPN Radio. It is, however, humbling because, Nick, as you pointed out, you go, he's our age. He's so accomplished, <laughs> six kids, dream job, and he's our age. And I raised, I had to raise my hand feebly, coach, and say, uh, actually, uh, I'm four years older than you guys. I turned, <laughs> I turned 40, and I have half the number of kids. I only have the three. So when I say thanks for finding the time, I truly mean it. And I know you've been through the ESPN car wash today, and some of this we might revisit so that you've answered in different spots, and, and others might just hopefully be fresh. But I kind of want to go back to getting that dream job, and I want to go back to the reaction for it because – I think at a place like Notre Dame, when that job is filled and that name is called, just by virtue of the fan base and the rabid intensity of it, that people are going to say they're going to be detractors. And to me, I cannot remember a hire there in my lifetime that was as universally applauded as Marcus Freeman, head football coach at Notre Dame. To be that man at the center of that and hopefully feel that, how have these last few months been for you? Well, I think the last few months have been a little bit different than the first couple months. And, uh, you know, the first couple months was a whirlwind and just trying to figure out what this head coaching thing really entailed. But, you know, these past couple months have really been getting your mind and your focus about what's important in, in training camp and 
you know, everything's new, right? So you got to start from scratch. And how do I want to build this training camp? How did I want the summer schedule to go? And, and I, I hope next year I don't have to start from scratch. But um, um, it's been good, and I'm excited to get going here next Thursday. Marcus, to follow up on that, I'm 38. I can barely get a date. <laughs> I have no work-life balance. You are 36. You've got six kids. You're happily married. How do you balance all of that on top of being the coach at Notre Dame and being a role model for so many young guys? Well, I often say it's a blend. You know, there's not a, a balance. There's no way to have a balance. Um, but, you know, I'm fortunate my wife is is unbelievably selfish and takes care of the six kids. And, and you know, as often as she can bring them into the office and I can see them at the office, um, we, we try to make that happen. If I can get home, get home, um, and maybe a chance to have dinner or put the kids to bed. But you got to make it work, and, and that's what we've been able to do. You know, another part of bringing them into work is to, to – I want our players to see it. I want our coaches to see it. You know, I don't say this is going to be a family-friendly environment, and, and I'm not the coach that says that and doesn't bring his kids around. You know, I want our coaches to see it, and, and ultimately I really wanted to speak to our players that, hey, here's who we are as fathers, here's who we are as husbands, and uh, hopefully that example is strong. Marcus Freeman, the head football coach at Notre Dame, with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Nick Friedle and Randy Scott in for the guys. And, I mean, listen, Coach, this is not just like, hey, we're going to have one or two kids running around. I mean, you you guys, you Freeman's roll deep. And seeing, <laughs> so seeing some of the pictures from, you know, Disney World and some of the family vacations. And, you know, I know some of the machinations that goes into that. And when you guys do travel as a group like this, how are you able to be Marcus Freeman dad off the field when there are so many demands on your time, not the least of which is a, is a video that we're going to get to that's gone viral several. Listen, if, if, if videos could go viral like songs go platinum, I mean, that, that Notre Dame uniform reveal would be several times, <laughs> several times over platinum. So the first part of this is how, how are you able to disconnect in a job that demands so much of your time? Uh, I, I, you try to find a reason to get out of the office and, and you know, I say that I didn't go on vacation on this. We went on a Disney cruise about a, a month ago, and I said it wasn't a, a vacation. I was just out of the office. You know, when you take <laughs> six kids on a Disney cruise, I don't know if that's truly a vacation. No. Nope. Um, but it was great. It was great to be out of the office, spend some time with the kids. And, and you know what? People are really respectful. And, and listen, as, as soon as – as quickly as I gained this notoriety of becoming the head coach at Notre Dame, it can be taken away. And I understand that. So I embrace it. Um, but but I think for the most part, people respect when you you got a chance to get away with your family. Um, they're, they're usually really respectful. So it, it's been fine. Marcus, when you look at all the different things that are happening in college football, I ha- can only imagine how many times you've heard about NIL and conference realignment. When you go into a recruit's home and they say, Coach, are we going to a conference what is your response to them? <laughs> I say this. I say I have two bosses. One is my wife and one is Jack Swarbrick, our athletic director. And <laughs> they'll tell us what's what the future entails. But I know this. As long as Notre Dame uh, can stay independent and, um, you know, continue to financially do the things that it needs necessarily and, and you know, continue to be able to make the playoffs, um, I know we'll try to continue to stay independent. And that's the thing that we've been built on being independent. If you really go back and study the history of Notre Dame football, we weren't allowed to be in, we weren't allowed to join a conference. Nobody wanted us. And so we, we created this independent schedule where we were scheduling teams across the country. And that's what we were built on. And, and we continue to feel like that makes us different. 
you know, and, and that's the Notre Dame brand. And so as long as we can continue to do that, we will. But I know our president, Father Jenkins, and our athletic d- director, Jack Swerbrick, will never put us in a position to not be successful financially or in terms of making the playoffs. And so um, as long as that's the case, I think we'll stay independent. You mentioned Father Jenkins and you mentioned Jack Swarbrick. How do, how do you convince men like that that a man your age is ready for this job? Well, I say this, I've said this before, is that I think you're on an interview every day. You know, this interview didn't happen in four or five hours sitting in a, uh, a room with Jack Swarbrick. This was, was the day I walked on campus. This might have been the day, years before I walked on campus. And mm-hmm. so you never know um, what story you're portraying and what, you know, what observations other people are making. And so you always have to be ready and understand every day you're on a job interview. And, and so when they interview me to be the, the head coach, I think they already have an opinion of who I am. Um, I think you got to be clear in terms of your expectations and be able to articulate, hey, here's the things I think I could do, you know, being the head coach that could help us continue to enhance our football program. Um, at that point, we were fifth in the country. And so – Coach Kelly had done an unbelievable job of, of taking this program to an extremely high level, and so I just want to continue to build on that. You know all the storylines that have popped up around the sport this summer. If you were the college football czar, what is the first thing that you would try to fix? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the beauty of college football is that every week um, can be a Super Bowl. right? Every week uh, – is a game that matters. And so to continue to keep that competitive balance, I think it's important that, you know, there aren't – this isn't the NFL, you know, and that, hey, if you you don't win every game, it's going to be okay, you know. And I'm not saying that you have to be undefeated in order to make the playoffs, but I'm, I'm saying every week truly, truly matters in terms of your chance of making a postseason play. And so continue to keep, keep that competitive balance I think is important. And there's a competition, as we talk with uh, Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman, at the quarterback position from the jump. I mean, you come in, coach, and you've got this massive decision to make. How do you balance that understanding that kids, young players, do have the freedom now to sort of move about the country, right? I mean, if they don't get the playing time that they want, and certainly you want to build depth at that position. So when you're looking at Tyler and you're looking at Drew, how do you manage not only who gets the reps and how, how you arrive at your decision, but... How do you manage the feelings of, of young men who have been talented enough their entire lives to get to this point? Well, I think it starts with the relationship. I think it starts with the relationship of that position coach and our offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, has done a great job in terms of developing a great relationship with that room. Um, ultimately, we look for healthy competition. Mm-hmm. In order to gain healthy competition, it starts with having a love and respect for those guys in that room. And so that's where it all begins. And, and they understand there's only one quarterback that's going to play. You know, but the the second guy has to be ready to go because at any moment his number can be called. And and I I believe in that this room truly pushes each other. They care about each other, but they want to make sure whoever's that starting quarterback, that they're in a position to have success for Notre Dame. Marcus, you mentioned the beauty of college football is every week can be a Super Bowl. Week one for you guys (laughs) is a Super Bowl. (laughs) You're going to Columbus. You're going to your alma mater. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think – that right now in this moment that you would be walking out of that tunnel as the coach of Notre Dame bringing your team to see the Buckeyes? <laughs> no, I don't think that's how I dream this thing happening. Um, but it's reality, and it's reality on September 3rd. We'll be going into Columbus, Ohio, to face a extremely talented Ohio State football team. And, and I think our guys, I know our coaching staff and our players are extremely excited, right, that we're excited for this opportunity to play one of the best teams in the country. And, 
anytime you're a competitor, anytime that you know you have that burning desire to compete, you want to play the best. You know, I think deep down, you want to play the best teams in the country to see, hey, what type of team do we have, and let's go, let's let's get a chance to go face the best. It's Notre Dame head football coach Marcus Freeman. Got to get you out on this, coach. The Notre Dame uniform reveal video that definitely <laughs> harkens back, almost shot for shot, to the, the movie The Hangover, and it's out there in the Vegas desert with. You know, borderline million dollar Rolls Royce, and the and the, the Golics are in it, and and it's it's so well done. But I know that something that well done with, you know, the Golics and and not professional actors probably took a few takes. Who was the who was the weakest link in that shoot for for both sides here? Oh, it's, I want to start with me, but then, you know, I think Golic Jr. I mean, the countless times that to hear him kind of wince as we threw the bag over there. Um, <laughs> he just couldn't get it perfectly. And then, you know, then he did the clap and the caca that he did. I, I can't just count the, the many times we had to redo it and redo it. So Golik Jr. might have been the weak link, I think, on why we had to continue to redo this thing. But um, we had a lot of fun with it, for sure. That's so – it was – He was the Allen of the group. <laughs> yeah, he was. No doubt. He, no doubt about it. He was. You can see it again. The handle is at ND Football. It's some guys can handle Vegas, and it's pumping up the October 8th Shamrock Series game against BYU. Where, Coach, you guys are going to be well-represented, as you are, no matter where you play across the country. Thank you for the time. Uh, best of luck. Best of health. I know I could say here's to the whirlwind calming down. You and I both know it's not going to happen. So uh, here's to you know getting your legs under you and increased uh, ability to handle it moving forward. Oh, Thanks, guys, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. That's uh, Coach Marcus Freeman, Nick Friedel, Randy Scott in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin. Much more on the way here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Team Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Nick Friedle, Randy Scott, Marcus Freeman, man. You could see how he commands a room, you know, of 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old young men. You know, like he, he is someone you're going you're gonna to sit upright. You know, you're going to watch your posture. You're going to pay attention to him. Uh, I want to I ask you something about baseball. Nick, did you play baseball like so many kids did growing up, like our age? I did. I've played all the way through Little League. And then, yeah. Randy, I tried to make a comeback around my sophomore year in high school didn't go so well, and I stuck to football. Oh my gosh! All right, so you actually, yeah, you you had Al Bundy glory days. At That's pull, right. Pull oh, high. Yes. All right, so I I played baseball into high school, and I was a pitcher. I was not a I, I did not have a fielding position out there in the outfield. Like I couldn't hit. I, if you could pitch and you could hit, they'd find a room, find a spot for you. And I say all that to say, man, I think one of the most underrated, difficult things in baseball. Everybody knows how difficult it is to hit a, a curveball. But I think it's difficult just to ke- just to judge a fly ball off the bat and make a play on the ball, make a catch of the ball. Because I can count three separate times now after what we saw in Baltimore this afternoon, where the sky has absolutely owned a major league baseball outfielder. There's all right, Josh Lowe, right fielder for the Tampa Bay Rays, took a ball, a fly ball, not a line drive, thank goodness, but a fly ball, high fly ball. Off of his face today oh. in Baltimore, like right off his left cheek. It was off the bat of Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini hustling out of the box, got a inside the in, inside the park home run, and we saw one with Alex Verdugo off the bat of Joey Gallo uh, in at Fenway Park. We saw another one at Fenway Park this time with the Blue Jays in town. It was Rymel Tapia over the head of Jared Duran. Um, that was an inside the park grand slam because Tapia. But the sky is undefeated this season in baseball. But neither of those first two actually hit the outfielder like this one. This, Nick, hit Trey, or rather hit uh, uh, Josh Lowe right in the left cheek. 
Randy, this is a public service announcement for all infielders and outfielders of Major League Baseball. If you have sunglasses, don't wear them on your hat. <laughs> Put them on your eyes to cover the sun and whatever else is coming out. It's got to it's got to be oh. said over and over and over. Put the sunglasses on. They're there for a reason. Joslo did not <laughs> have those glasses on his face and he paid the price. At all. I mean he it wasn't even they were up on the bill of his hat. Oh. Just took it, and the last, oh, you're going to see it. If you haven't seen it already, you're going to see it on social media. The last words you can see before the ball hits him, laces in the face, is, I can't see it. That's the last thing he says. Oh, no. Oh, man, Nick Friedle, Randy Scott. More Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. It's always fun getting to work with somebody that you don't get to uh, have longer than, you know, I mean, Nick, we talking on SportsCenter when you're, you know, courtside at a playoff game or at the finals or, you know, at a free agency press conference or something. I mean, this the the segments that we get to do are three, four minutes tops, you know, tops. So getting to spend three, four hours with each other and get to know each other a little bit is, is a lot of fun. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Nick Friedle, Randy Scott in for the guys were presented. Canty and Carlin is uh, by Progressive Insurance. And I had to ask you, I was like, are you a are you a college football guy? Because I I have you as an NBA guy because that's all our conversations are NBA. And you were like, oh yeah, man, I'm kind of I'm kind of locked in. And I was like, oh, you must have gone to a really good football school. And he goes, no, I went to Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, that's all right, that's all right. It's a safe place. There was a time where saying that you went to Northwestern was a, a sympathy inducing. <laughs> Although, listen, man, with USC and UCLA coming, like. I, the, ugh. It's going to get difficult again, way more difficult. You know, there's going to be another class system in the in the Big Ten, Big 14. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I was going to say, I, in 1960, if we were doing this show, going to Syracuse would have been, like, uh, the the best. But uh, it's uh, it's a little different now. But things, yeah. are, things are changing very quickly in college football. And as somebody who grew up in the Sunshine State, my friend, I, I have watched my whole life, and I am – Interested to see which direction all of this seems to be going because it is very clearly there are the haves and the have-nots as things are shaping up. Yeah, and before we get to – so the question that we asked each other, and and Evan, you you asked this before the show, was what 2022 games on the schedule, considering we're sort of operating on our blank slate right now, we we know who – you know who's gonna who, the usual suspects. You know Alabama, Ohio State, maybe Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia. You know they'll be good. Uh, there are some question marks. Certainly a quarterback for Notre Dame. We referenced it with Coach Coach Freeman when we had him on. But just looking at the slate now, what games on the schedule, season long, jump out? What's the best? If you could go to one game this season, which one would you go to? And uh, we were kind of kind of messing with it. And, and Notre Dame could be at the center of that a couple different ways. I wouldn't mind seeing Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Against BYU, that be that's I need to see a game at that stadium. As, as a Raider fan, I need to see one at Allegiant. But you know that could, that could be on the list. It's not the right answer, but you know you're not going to get tomatoes thrown at you. If it could be the right answer for you, though. This is a <laughs> this is a personal choice. Yes, yes. And again, the phone number eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. So we're going to have Rob Ninkovich join the show. He'll call in uh, here in the five o'clock hour upcoming. But you can cast your vote too. Which what's the game of the year for you in college football? Here as we sit in July on the precipice of August, and Nick, you could pick, but if you say Syracuse Rutgers or something, I, I'm, we're going to cut your mic, dude. 
It wouldn't be the first time that's happened when the topic of Syracuse football yeah. uh, appears. But uh, for me, buddy, it would have to be it would have to be Alabama and Texas in Austin. Oh man! If only because the <laughs> the amount of people that will be pouring in and the potential for a very good time would be there. I know there are there are sexier games on the schedule. But for a one-off game where you're just going with your buddies to have a good time for a weekend, I think that one would be pretty hard to top. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I want to I want to pick non-conference, sort of for that for that reason, right? Because it's something that we're not going to see. Something that is not you know a, a yearly in and out sort of deal. Um, one of the things that I like is, you know, <laughs> the coaching. Handshake. I, I feel like if there's if there's any semblance of bad blood between coaches, I feel like the teams feed off of it, and they they get that message during the week. There might be little motivational rally cries, and you know the different you know bulletin board material in the in the in the weight room, whatever it is. So I want to say Alabama and Texas A and M after the off season that that Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher had, but that feels like low hanging fruit, and I and I want to go outside of conference matchups because I think Michigan Ohio State will be a fantastic game again. So Alabama Texas is a good one. Notre Dame and Ohio State. Oh yeah. Could really be as long as we're at this this 14 playoff format, Notre Dame Ohio State could be an elimination game in week 1. I mean, this is September 3rd, Labor Day weekend, out of the box and you could be fighting an uphill battle if you're one of these two teams the rest of the way. Yeah, they'll have some strength of schedule, you know, Ohio State obviously has their game against Michigan and I could go through the the Big 10 conference schedule here moving forward, but for Notre Dame, you know, you know how good USC is going to be. You don't know how good some of their traditional matchups are going to be. And there's so much pressure on Coach Freeman. And it won't be his first game because he coached the bowl game for the Irish, but it'll still be his first regular season game going against his alma mater, no less, at the shoe. So I don't know. I know that you were probably choosing between this one and Texas and, and Alabama um, because the fact that you can go against your alma mater as a 36-year-old head coach in Notre Dame in your first season, I mean, come on. And and Randy, we just talked to him about it, but I I could tell as he's talking through it that even he can't wrap his mind around it. All of the emotions that will be pouring out that day, uh, given the ride that he's been on to get to the point where he's become Notre Dame's head coach. So that is going to be a fantastic matchup on the field. And and you're right, when you have that much uh, spotlight on one game, if you're Notre Dame, you lose that game. You are in a world of pain going forward the rest of the year if you want to make that college football playoff. Well, one thing I like too, matchup wise in one of these games is is Oregon and Georgia. Dan Lanning is Oregon's new head coach. Uh, it's a, a, a debut game, you know, for him. Auburn transfer Bo Nix is plenty familiar with Georgia. He's out there uh, now with the Ducks, and this is. Yeah, they're going to say it's a neutral site game. It's in Atlanta, so you know it's it, it's a doghouse. That but, is not a neutral site game. Well, okay, but but if the roof's closed, that's a massive help for Oregon. It's 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 again Labor Day weekend. I've seen Pacific Northwest teams come in there and wilt at Sanford Stadium. I was oh, yeah. at the game where Jared Zabransky and Boise State absolutely melted against DJ Shockley in 06 or 05 rather. So I know what that looks like. That really could be a more even matchup, and we'll see what Dan Lanning has with his Ducks. We'll talk about Kyler Murray on the other side and his surprise press conference. Canton Carlin, ESPN Radio.